This episode of Policing Matters is sponsored by Kenwood. We are committed to providing modern turnkey critical communication solutions for today and the future. Well, hello and welcome back. It's Policing Matters. Thanks for tuning in. I'm Jim Dudley. Well, communications in organization is so important between leadership and command through to the rank and file officers on the street. It may be one of the weakest points within an organization as well. We're bombarded daily with memos, bulletins, orders, lineup, roll call. How can we make a connection that seems more personal? And this applies to line officers getting the communication and maybe frustration with the inability to provide feedback. And it's also for supervisors, management, leadership, all the way up to the chief and sheriff and uh, how they get the information back down to the troops. Well, today I have a guest who developed a messaging application that is fast, efficient, and close to real time. He describes it as critical ensures leaders stay connected with all of their personnel at every location to instantly share news and updates, identify urgent issues, and build the right culture for their department. Well, Tim Paul is the co-founder and CEO of Critical, a platform that is changing the game for law enforcement, fire, and EMS agencies. He's a former Lieutenant Commander in the Navy, Tim currently serves in the reserves as a lieutenant commander, and he began Critical in 2019 with co-founder and former U.S. Navy Lieutenant Commander John T. Alexander. Well, welcome to to Policing Matters, Tim Paul. Yes, Jim, thank you so much for having me. It's really a pleasure to be here with you and your fantastic audience. I'm a huge fan of the show. I've been listening for a long time, so to be actually uh, engaging with you right here, man. It is an absolute honor and privilege. So thank you. Well, thanks. Thanks for being on the show. And I mean, you're really filling a gap. I, as I said, communication is key. And, uh, you know, as serving 30 years with San Francisco police, I, I served in all levels from a line officer through the ranks to deputy chief. And and so I have a perspective on on each level and how good or poor the communication was. So tell us tell us a little bit about the Critical app. Yeah, of course, I would love to. So we here at Critical, Jim, are devoted to the vision of amazing culture inside of every single public safety agency across the US. So we have this vision where the chief's message is never lost or filtered, uh, a vision where personnel can get any single problem that they're having in front of their leadership in real time. And honestly, we have this vision where every single officer that walks in to the station the first time will say to themselves on the first day, on their 10th year, and on their 19th year, I want to be here for 20 years. That's what we have as a vision for the critical app. But the question is, how do we do that? Like, How do we inherently build better culture in a place that society right now is just beating down, right? The, the, the unbelievable things that are being said about our law enforcement right now, they're racist, all these sorts of things. Like how can we build this better culture when all of these pressures are bearing down? 
we think that the answer to that is controlling what you can control. And what we can control is what happens inside the walls of the station. We can't control anything that happens outside the walls of the station. So, so how do we do this? How do we build better culture inside the walls of the station? Well, we build stronger relationships. We build stronger internal communications uh, and we equip leaders. And this is a huge one. We equip leaders with the tools and the resources to lead the next generation effectively. So what Critical App is, it's an app that lives on every single department phone. And what it does is it connects every single person inside the agency to one another. So way easier than email, texting, or roll call and all the other mediums that you mentioned, um, our easy app interface eliminates all of that clutter and the multiple needs for all of those modes of co correspondence. And it centers it all into one easy and convenient place. So compatible with Apple, compatible with Android, compatible with your desktop. It's a place really to bring all of the command communications in one neat and organized place. So good for leaders to convey clear, consistent and concise messages to their personnel. And it's really good for personnel, especially frontline personnel to have a direct line to their leadership whenever they might need it. Well, that's that's more than just a messaging app. I mean, you're talking about um, giving out critical information, timely fashion. You're talking about um, equipping the officers with your thought process if you're the leader of the department. So those, and then you're dealing with morale issues, right? You know, which is a responsibility of command. So so good on you there. Is it one-way communication? Are we are we still in 1938 with the one-way radio where dispatch says, okay, this is happening and you talk back to dead air? Uh, can a line officer initiate or respond to a message? Yeah, so here's the beauty of the critical app. It's not just one-way communication, which is the exact reason why we built this. So we're an all former military team here at Critical. We understand that urgency for two-way communication. So we said, okay, imagine an agency where every single line officer was always connected to the chief and or the command staff. And we're talking any form of command staff, professional standards, internal affairs, HR, you could throw IT in there, um, that whenever an officer, a frontline officer, somebody on the line is having a problem that needed somebody's attention at the leadership level, right? They weren't getting the proper attention maybe from their department supervisor. That officer can now go directly to their leader with the exact problem that they're having, because here's the reality and here's why it has to be two-way. And Jim, you know, we talked about this before the show. I'm really excited to dig into it here in just a little bit, but 85% of the daily frustrations and tensions and stress that we oftentimes go through as public servants, you know, the little things that just drive you crazy every single day, those are derived primarily from problems that either leaders didn't know were persisting in their department or there was no easy way for them to get addressed. So that's really what we're endeavoring to solve here. And then uh, when you map 2021 communication standards onto the problems that people are having, just the fact that you can communicate with your leadership, you may never do it, right? But just the fact that you can in the event that you need it is all the difference. It really is all the difference. So really 
if we can do that through an app, which everything is going app based these days, and it, and it should, right? It's just easier. Um, and doing it in real time, it just makes all the difference in the world. So it is two-way communications from, from top to bottom. And of course, just as important, if not more importantly, bottom to top. But um, to, to command level people, I could see that um, there would be some resistance in using the app. How do you convince them that it's, it's worthwhile for them to use? It's a really good question. And here's the reality is that as frustrated as line personnel are, those same frustrations are living at the command level as well. And what we hear a lot from chiefs and command staff is that it's kind of like playing the game of telephone, like we played when we were kids, mm -hmm. right? So you have, you have infinite amount of staff meetings and the chief passes something down to a commander who passes something down to a captain who passes something down to a lieutenant who passes something down to a sergeant and then it gets to the line guys mm -hmm. and you know how many brains did that message have to go through how many times did a piece of important information get accidentally omitted how many times did it get distorted how many times did it get filtered and by the time it gets down to that line level, right, when chiefs finally catch wind of what message was actually passed, they're like, holy crap, I didn't say that, or that's not what I meant, right? And then it just mounts the frustration, the tension, the frustration that the line guys are feeling getting bad messages, or at, at the very least, distorted messages and communications. Right, that chief is like, this is crazy. I can't, how is this happening? So the, that frustration is living there just as much. So having the ability to have those clear lines of communication are so paramount and really do cut through the noise that texting leaves behind, email leaves behind, staff meetings sometimes leave behind. Uh, so, so that desire to do, or rather that desire to have those clear communications is just as prevalent at the top as it is at the bottom. Yeah, no, and that's a great point because no matter how well thought out or researched a policy or a, um, an order may be, the officer may only be getting that one or two line or maybe a couple paragraphs of what it is they're now called on to do without any of that background. So in the process you just described, I mean, from a, a chief or sheriff down to a roll call lieutenant or sergeant, uh, whether the information was mishandled or if there's a personal opinion, they can sink your policy with the raise of an eyebrow or an inflection of their voice. So I guess it's up to the leader to give as much background as they want when they deliver the message, but that, that they, it's not ambiguous on how much they believe in what they're passing down. Oh, 100%. And the beauty of it is, is that a lot of, of a lot of context, a lot of nuance is lost through just normal text, right? Mm -hmm. Email doesn't really allow us that added dimension. Texting is probably worse, right? Picking up the phone isn't 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 efficient. You can't pick up the phone and call everybody so they can hear your voice. Even then, they can't see your face. Well, the good thing about the critical app is that it acts as like this internal newsfeed for the department. And we have plenty of agencies that are doing exactly what I'm about to tell you which is the chief or maybe the chief of staff, deputy chief perhaps, will 
create a one minute video, one and a half minute video, two minute video, five minute video, it doesn't matter, but they're able to really show their face. The inflection is caught, the nuance is caught, the message is captured. And when we pulse that out to the department, right? It lives on everybody's newsfeed that's intended to get it. They hit the play button and all of a sudden chief is, in, is right there on their phone, right? Chief of staff, deputy chief right there on their phone. And that way, nothing is missed, misconstrued uh, or lost along the way. And again, nothing is malicious or, or usually not malicious, right? We don't intend to, to give bad messages, but it's just hard. It's just really hard. Information in 2021 moves very fast, like crazy fast. What we're trying to do is just move at the speed of information. And if we can do that as clearly and as succinctly as possible through an internal newsfeed, we think we've got a lot of that tension, stress, and frustration sort of tamped down that comes with just, you know, hey, I, I got a bad message and I'm, you know, I'm bummed out about it, you know? Right, right. Well, I I, I do want to hear more, but I, at first, I'd like to take a brief moment to acknowledge and thank our sponsor. At Kenwood, we make sure first responders have mission-critical radio systems that work no matter what. When the mission is critical, no one has time for complexities or static or system failures. It has to work perfectly in the worst conditions. That's why Kenwood focuses on innovating, developing, and implementing the highest quality secure communication solutions to organizations whose mission is to protect and save lives. We ensure you will always have the lifeline you need when you need it. We make safe simple. Visit us online at www.efjohnson.com. And we are back with Tim Paul, CEO of Critical, the communications app for law enforcement. So how's the system been running, Tim? You have it open? You have some agencies that are using it already? We do. Uh, Jim, it's going really well. Uh, it couldn't be going better for us right now as a small startup, um, having 10 states agencies from 10 states that are using the platform. Most of the states have uh, a multitude of agencies that are using the platform. For us, that is is massive. Um, so we're really excited with the traction that we're getting thus far, uh, especially again, as a, as a military-led startup, we, could, we couldn't be more thrilled. So what, what are the agencies saying? Um, are you getting feedback from the chiefs themselves or are they hearing it from their line people? We are, we're getting some really solid feedback from the chiefs and what we're hearing more so than anything is when they're walking around and asking their line officers, their staff, whomever, hey, did you get the message that I put out? The mess. The answer used to be, well, no chief, I didn't see the email or uh, my, my sergeant didn't tell me that or that's not kind of how I received the chief. We're getting it where the answer is just yes. Yes, I got the message chief. Thank you so much for passing that. Uh, and then, you know, there are some some features inside the application, Jim, that we haven't even really touched on. Would love to do so moving forward. But what really what this is doing is just, again, it's just opening the lines of communication. Guys are feeling supported. They're feeling heard. They're feeling valued. And with this generation of, of professional, even in public safety, they have to be led differently. They have to know that the avenue is there. They have to know the communication is always there. And if it's not, you're going to lose guys. And, and right now we're hearing that the lines of communication are, are getting wider. They're getting stronger. They're getting more fluent. Uh, and because of that, we're, we're seeing a lot of positive response so far. 
Yeah, no, and I, I mean, I can recall my own uh, background as a uh, young commander. I was I was a young commander in the police department, and I went out to one of the um, demonstrations that we're known for in San Francisco. It was an anti-war demonstration. We had platoons of police officers all over the city. And I get to um, one of our locations where an intersection was taken over by about 200, maybe 300 protesters. We had, I think, two platoons of officers at the ready. And um, the captain uh, in charge came over to me and said, okay, Cap, we're going to go clear out this, or Commander, we're going to clear out this intersection. I said, man, hold on a second. We walked over to the side and I asked him, well, what, what was the purpose? And he says, well, they're taking over the intersection. Well, okay, um, and what's our, what's our rules of engagement? Well, they're gonna move them out with batons. I said, okay, this is where we're gonna, we're gonna hold off for a little bit. There's no fires, there's no damage, there's no breakage, nobody's getting hurt. Let's give it 10 or 15 minutes, let it peter itself out and then ask them to clear the streets or command them to clear the streets. And then we'll make a decision then. So there was some back and forth and I could imagine the optics that the officers in the platoons are seeing or watching from, I don't know, 50, 100 feet away. And I, I essentially ordered the captain to stand down and then I went over to address the troops because I didn't like the optics of it. and. I remembered as a young officer standing in formation, standing online for hours on end, never knowing what was going on. And I mean, literally waiting two hours for a break, waiting four hours before we were relieved, uh, standing online at the ready with batons, helmets and, and all the gear. And, and I didn't lay out the captain, but I said, look, we're not clearing the intersection. You guys are standing here at ease. We're going to start running breaks through the groups. And uh, my intention is not to get any cops hurt today. My intention is not to hurt protesters. If we start dragging people out of the intersection, they're going to get the media attention they want. And I said very little beyond that. And the night went off, you know, 20 minutes later, they were out of the intersection. No fuss, no muss. But it, it, it didn't really resonate with me that that was the right thing to do and until about two years later when this young officer came up to me and said, hey, you know what, Commander, nobody had ever done that with us in the past, and I don't remember anybody doing it since, but it was really a good feeling to be in the know and, and know what decisions were being made, especially after you, you two obviously had some discourse. And so to me, that just shows, you know, I'm not taking all comers who have a new um, service, but I think critical really hits uh, and resonates with a need of communication between leaders and these troops that are, you know, doing the, the dirty work, but they're left in the dark so often. So kudos to you and your team for coming up with this. And I can't wait to see the metrics and the feedback and the data from the agencies that are using it. Yeah, and your story speaks so eloquently to, to again, what we're seeing across these public safety agencies. And, and again, it, a lot of it has to do with this new generation of professional. They just, they want more insight into what is happening. They want more 
feedback. They want more communication, especially direct communication. And they just want more insight. So they're not walking around like a chicken with their head cut off. So, so even th this, what we're seeing oftentimes is, is going through what we call the critical life cycle. So they're actually hitting every single feature inside of the platform and it's actually creating better culture. So the way that happens really briefly is, um, as I mentioned to you, these individuals have or frontline staff and, and personnel have direct line to their community or rather to their leadership. Um, and what they can do is they can flag some sort of concern that they have, whether it's a safety concern, an equipment failure, an IT failure. Um, it could just be a suggestion for the chief. You know, all of these sorts of things. But what happens is usually it starts with somebody speaking up and saying, hey, chief, I got this issue and I really need help. And oftentimes it doesn't go to the chief and we can talk about that. But it went to a leader. And what happens is then that leader is then able to pulse the entire department for feedback about that one issue that that one person was having. So we've taken one issue and now we've taken it, we've expanded it out and we've asked the department or maybe a segment of the department, hey, is anybody else dealing with this issue? And maybe if so, how would you fix it? If you were me, what could I do to resource you better, right? And now what the leaders can do is gather all of this juicy feedback, all of this awesome insight in under in less than a day, right? Usually it's less than an hour, because people are excited to tell you about how you can solve their problems, right? And now we've got this bevy of data that we can follow up with individually. So I can hit somebody up in the app. If I'm a leader that's gotten all this feedback, let me just talk to a few people individually right through the app, get some additional insight, and then share some news via the critical news feed about maybe a new policy change that we've made or just something that we've been able to do as leaders that removes hurdles from our people's lives, right? So going through this entire life cycle, and this can be done in less than a week. And all of a sudden, the, the officer experience gets better. Leaders know what the heck is going on. They can resource their people better. And we just start that cycle over and over and over again. And it just, again, it just makes for better culture. The things that we can control inside the walls, these are those things. And if we can get these right, we keep people longer, we keep them happier, and we keep them more engaged. And we see what happens when these people go out into the community, when these officers got in the community, community and they're happy, they're engaged, they're involved, right? Life gets better for everybody. Um, and that's what we're hopeful for. Yeah. Well, those are all good goals. And I know there are chiefs there that don't have the best communications. And sometimes they end up in votes of no confidence. And sometimes you'll hear that a chief will say, I never knew this was a problem. Well, shame on them for not knowing. And hopefully this could uh, be a link that, that keeps them out of that, uh, you know, it keeps them from being in the dark in, when some of these issues arise. Absolutely. So let's wind down a little bit. I'm going to ask you a little bit about uh, infrastructure challenges. Um, what what are the concerns of a larger agency? What are the concerns of a smaller agency? Is it the same rollout for both? What what have you heard? Yeah, that's a that's a great question. I'll try to keep this short and sweet. So, very simply, uh, we as the 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 critical team um, for us, infrastructure challenges are, are very very minimal. We take most of the brunt of onboarding implementation and then ongoing customer support. Uh, with regards to phones, right? It lives on everybody's phone. So if an agency doesn't give out 
phones to individuals. Uh, they can actually put this on their personal phone. And then the obvious thing that comes up right there is, is FOIA. What about FOIA? Can, can their phones get confiscated if they need to grab something from the app because it's a public service application? Um, so we actually offer FOIA support and FOIA memos to every single agency that um, will onboard critical. And basically what it says is, no, your individual's personal phones will not be subject to FOIA. However, the things that flow through critical are just as they would be through email um, or official department communications and that sort of thing. Um, and then I think the thing worth mentioning that we talked about earlier is, well, geez, is, is the chief going to be getting hit up by every single person inside the station at all times about issues that are happening? Um, the answer is no to that. And I think this is important to talk about with, with regards to infrastructure. So we've gotten a lot of feedback, Jim, about the platform, what it should be able to do, how it should be formatted, et cetera. And basically what we've been able to craft inside the app is based on the, the issue that maybe a, an officer or somebody inside the department is bringing light to, um, it actually will get funneled directly in the app to a designated recipient inside of the uh, inside the agency. So the, the chief isn't going to be getting hit up constantly, right? So we funnel the right things to HR, we funnel the right things to IT, we funnel the right things to professional standards, or maybe the right things to the deputy chief, perhaps. But in reality, what we're doing is we're minimizing everybody getting or, or rather one person getting overloaded uh, with with, you know, some the, these sorts of uh, problems and, and solution sets. And, and we've been able to really funnel these out accordingly. So again, from an infrastructure perspective, just makes it a whole lot easier for the agency when those things are customizable. So hopefully that makes sense. Yeah, for sure. And just for clarification, FOIA is the Freedom of Information Act. I don't know if everybody is is under the impression that they know what that means. And then um, apparently it's up to the agency to decide what their general order looks like in, as far as the use. Am I correct there? Or do you have some templates that they could follow? Yeah, that's an awesome question. So yeah, this is everything with regards to critical is completely customizable, how you want to use it, what you want to use it for. I will put a disclaimer out there. We are not endeavoring to replace dispatch. We are not endeavoring to uh, replace the modes of communication that you talk about sensitive criminal investigations on. That is not what critical is for. This is a culture and communication application first and always. Now, again, what you want to use it for is your prerogative. We're going to help you with that. We'll give you some best case scenarios and some use cases on what other agencies have used it for. And of course, some references in the event that you want to talk to them directly to see what they've used it for. Um, but yes, everything is tailorable. Everything's customizable. Great. So, so an agency can put out documents, they can put out photos, they can put out a video or a text message. Easy. Absolutely. Okay. So it's either critical or I guess they, they moved to TikTok. <laughs> well, I, you know, look, I guess it, TikTok's free, you know, you know, we can't offer this for free. So I guess if you want to go to TikTok, go to TikTok, right. but uh, there's going to be a lot of, uh, a lot of other stuff on the platform that I can't help you with. So yeah, you know, either one or the other. Got it. Well, I think it's. I think there's definitely um, a need. I think it it's going to help communications. Um, again, I want to follow those. You know, circle back as the the public information officers say these days. We'll circle back with you and uh, find out how these ten agent or ten states of agencies are doing, and uh, how you're fine tuning and. What's next on the horizon for critical? What's, what are you uh, in um, R&D, research and development for? 
It's an awesome question, Jim. So right now, like we said, our vision is to create amazing culture in every single public safety agency that comes in contact with us. If we can do that, we're on the right track. Uh, you know, sort of a, an offshoot of what we're doing. We are serving the U.S. Air Force as well. So we're really excited to continue to develop, iterate and perfect this product for not just public safety, but for the military as well. And then what I'll say is just like any startup, the only thing that we can do is shut our mouths, use our God-given ratio of two ears to one mouth and just listen. Listen to what public safety agencies want in the platform and then build it. And that's what we're doing. That's how we've had so much success is because whatever public safety agencies want, we will build. And if we can do that successfully, we feel like we're going to be successful. And again, we're successful when our clients are successful. So that's what's next for us. Awesome. Well, thanks for taking the time. Thanks for explaining the app. And thanks for trying to bridge the gap of communication between leadership and line officers and everybody in between. Appreciate it. Tim Paul. Thank you, Jim. Great to be with you. All right. And to our listeners, um, how can we find more about Critical? Yeah, of course. So you can go to thecriticalapp.com. Again, that's the T-H-E, criticalapp.com. Hover, hover over the solutions tab and go to public safety if you're a public safety leader or even a line officer that's listening. I myself, I'm giving demos for any public safety agency or leader or line officer that's interested for the month of March. So if you wanna find out more, go there, or you can email me at tim.paul at thecriticalapp.com. Awesome. And Tim, you've written some great articles on policing and morale and defunding issues. Uh, same, same place for those articles? Yeah, what I'll do, Jim, if it's okay with you, I'll, I'll send them to you if you want to put them in the show notes. Um, definitely would love to check. If you want to check those out, I've got some really uh, what I think are interesting pieces about the way police are being treated uh, and why it's unfair and why if we continue on the rate that we're going, uh, we're, we're going to be in a tough spot in the U.S. of A. So um, if you can, Jim, I'll, I'll shoot those over to you and put those in the show notes uh, and we'll be all set. Awesome. Will do. And thanks for your service in the Navy and your continuing service in the reserves. Appreciate it. And if you are a listener, thank you so much for listening. If you're enjoying the show, please take a moment to leave us a review and read us five stars on Apple Podcasts. It really helps us out. And you can get in touch with me and the Policing Matters team at policingmatters at police1.com. That's police one O N E drop us a note to share your ideas, suggestions, feedback, or just to say hello and give us some suggestions. What do you want to talk about? Uh, we love reading your messages. And if you say something that's uh, worth talking about, we'll include you in the mailbag and, um, and give you attribution. So thanks. Thanks. I'm, I'm hearing some great stuff from you out there. Stay safe. I'm Jim Dudley. And see you soon.